Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And officially, good morning, welcome. Good morning. morning. We have a guest. We got a guest. Good morning. Would you like to introduce yourself to to the running commentary community? It's massive. Hello, running commentary community. (laughs) Uh, My name's Susie Chan, and I like to run a lot. You run a lot, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, that that's an understatement. You're here to tell us about ultras. Ultras. I'm fascinated by ultras. Ultras. And you, that's what you do, isn't it? That's, that's your thing. That's it your is one of the um, one of the more favourite things I do yes. for running. And an ultra is, um, is anything which is beyond a marathon. Right. So um, anything beyond 26.2. But they come in all shapes and sizes. There's lots of 50Ks. Right. Um, you can go up to 100 miles non-stop. There's yeah. uh, 145 <laughs> miles. It's just the thought. It's just the thought that that's an option. Oh, can I go up to 100 miles? Oh, great! So, so I'd love you, to. You, you haven't been running actually that long, have you? No, no. So I started running um, in my sort of late 30s. Right. Uh, for for not 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 as far as a dare, but I was kind of I was kind of coerced into it by my brother. Right. Who was running a marathon? Is he older or younger? He's um, younger, and he wants to do. A marathon, just to tick it off his life bucket list. Yeah. And he sort of talked me into doing a half marathon, a local half marathon. Yeah. And uh, after a bit of persuasion, I was like, oh, go on, why not? I'm not getting any younger. By yeah. the way, sorry. Might help with the cigarettes. That <laughs> was, uh, um, we're, we're just at the bottom of Primrose Hill, crossing the road by London Zoo. Slightly animal smell there. <laughs> so, were you, did you smoke? Yeah, I was a smoker. Oh, what? <laughs> what a revolution. <laughs> what a transformation. Do you know what? And you know what made That's me give amazing. up? amazing. I actually gave up smoking because it was after my first marathon. It was I after your first ultra. I know, my first marathon. I didn't do the time I wanted by a few minutes, and I thought maybe I should pack the cigarettes in. <laughs> Just imagine that is you really with your, your fags on the Amazon. On the one hand, there's hope for us all, but on the other hand, I mean, how does that happen? How do you go from kind of no running? Yeah. running further than anyone what's it that? was um it was well so what happened was i did that first that wasn't us that beat by the way no, 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 no. i did the first half marathon and i didn't die well done which was a bonus um really enjoyed it and uh 
decided, yeah, you know, what I want, want to, I want to try. I want to, I, I enjoyed this. I want to try a bit, be a bit better. Right. So I joined a run club, which was an, an amazing turnaround for me because they're so supportive and opened my eyes to all these races, you know, 10Ks. I started doing more half marathons and then, of course, the marathon. What was that first half marathon? First half marathon was Pilgrim's Half mm-hmm. in Farnham. Yeah. And uh, I'd been sort of running up and down a road. And it was a trail marathon, half yeah, marathon. Nice. And so I didn't even have trail shoes. I didn't have high gym shoes, actually. <laughs> I uh, had an underwire bra on. It was just, uh, I was such a noob. Yeah, you were basically wearing a school uniform. <laughs> Pretty much. Smoking. Pretty much. Yeah, I've got that woman smoking furiously on the starting <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> no, I was considering what, you, what you've achieved in, in recent years. I, was really, I mean, I think you started running more recently than me. I was quite pleased because I'm a you, later you life up. runner. So. Yeah. I didn't start till, uh, you know, so it was more than 35. Yeah. And uh, I was quite pleased with myself until I read your CV. Oh, well, no, it's... So, <laughs> the, so then what happened was I, I was running and I was enjoying it. I was running marathons. And then I read, I started buying running magazines, yeah. you know. Runner's World. Runner's World. Oh, and yeah. I bought Runner's World. And there was this article about a race called the Marathon de Saab in it. And I yeah. can remember reading it thinking, I had no idea such things even existed. Yeah. And it just seemed like the most amazing ridiculous, wonderful thing. I'm trying to get him to do the marathon to sound. Yeah, you're oh, yeah, Okay, so let me tell you. So I was actually going through a bit of a rough time in my life anyway. And I thought, do you know what, what, I need a positive focus. And I'd read how hard it was to get into, really hard to get places, all of those things. And so one night, um, I just put my name down on the waiting list. Right. I didn't think too much about it. And then in the days that followed, I did a bit of research and discovered that um, every single person at the waiting list gets in. <laughs> I massively panicked. Um, and then, uh, I love those kind of waiting lists. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't get confirmed until near the time, but okay. you know, your chance of getting in are uh-huh. pretty much 99%. Right. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was panicking. And then I um, started to run a bit further and uh, entered my first ultra on the basis that... If, um, if that didn't work, if I couldn't do it, then I wouldn't, I'd take my name off the waiting right. list, you know. And from here, do you remember that moment, the moment when you thought, this is where I start running longer than marathons, yes. this is where a marathon is just... Yes, it was terrifying. Yeah. It was absolutely terrifying. And, uh, you know, a good tip if you do want to explore going further is uh, do I didn't just convince a friend it's going to be the best thing ever and <laughs> go on the journey with them. So I talked to a good friend of mine into running that first ultra with me. And uh, we went and did, I can remember us vividly, doing a 30-mile training run. And, you know, <laughs> I can remember the moment we went past 26.2 and then we took photos. And it was like, that's a big God. moment, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's moment. a big moment. Yeah. It was a big moment. That's the one I haven't really got. You know, that's the thing I need to change in my head is that, like, is the idea of running further than a marathon. Yeah, it's just, it seems so the difference is. Yeah. And it's actually quite, it's the thing I enjoy most, actually, about ultras, um, is... It doesn't, it's not really hell-bent on minute miles and times. So and when you say to me, oh, around 50 miles, nobody ever goes, oh, what were your minute miles? You know, because yeah, it just yeah. doesn't matter. No. Um, because a lot of ultras, most of them, are on trails. So you kind of forget your average pacing because you're mm. going to be going up and down and right. over stiles and through gates and, you know, stopping at checkpoints and yeah, things. Yeah. And so the Stopping to lie down and wonder why the hell you did it in the first yeah, place. Stopping to ask whether your pub is, just in case. <laughs> and so... The onus is very, very different, and it's all about the camaraderie and the experience. Um, and there's a, it's a huge, you get a huge amount of support. You're 
running along, you know, and you'll see nobody for a very, very long time. Then you, you'll just see sort of one person and they'll be clapping or the other Yeah, chap. yeah, yeah. And it's a very, very different experience to, say, it's a road marathon. marathon. And almost like a pure distilled version of that thing of seeing loads of people. It's just seeing one person and going, this is this, this is us. Yeah. So it's pretty much like what we're doing now, running along having a chat, but you're doing that all day yeah. with cake and a, yeah. a meddling <laughs> a beer so at the end. So you're trying to sell it again. This no, no, is good. This is, this I like that idea of doing it with someone else because then you have to be positive. But this is so exactly it. this is your it, idea. Yes. yes, and it's a great idea. No, but this is exactly it. You're just doing what we're doing now, but you're doing it for six hours and at the end you go home and go, oh, I ran 40 miles and people look at you like, oh my God. But you must get... You must get really, really tired. So it must be like a mental... What was, what was your first ultra? Was it the 100 mile? So, no, no, God, no. No, that took a while for me to build right. up that mentally. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I did was when I found out that I was probably going to get into the Marathon de Sable, was I booked myself into... Sorry, um, how long was there between that waiting list and actually doing it? I think it was... I think it was um, less than a year. <laughs> I think it was... I can't... Mm, hang on, let me work this out. So the first ultra I did was in June, yeah. and the Marathon de Saab was in April next year. Yeah, right, so less so, than a year. So actually. less than a year. Um, <laughs> so I found a brilliant ultra company called Extreme Energy, and they have races which are open for runners and walkers. Yeah. And I thought, well, That's I know I could go 26.2. Runners, walkers, and, then, and smokers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I know I could do 26.2, so I'll just walk it in. If I have to, you know, there's no pressure. <laughs> yeah, of course, and so yeah. this one was around the Isle of Wight. It was over two days. You ran both days, about 33 miles or whatever it was both days. So far, doing it on an island seems foolish. It's like you can well, end up in the sea. Well, the other thing, you can run around the island. And I just figured if I can't run around the island, run, 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 run around the Isle of Wight in June, then I can't run across the Sahara really good fun, actually. It is. So that was sort of 33 miles a day for two days? It was something like that. It was about, it was about 68 or 9 miles by when I actually managed to go the wrong way, running around an island. Um, Rob, this has got to be a photo. I'm just going to say, it's quite nice here. We're running through Regent's Park. Look at this. And these are my private gardens. <laughs> and uh, I'll get, I'm going to get ahead and get you two coming up. I'm going to do a photo we've got We're together. This is, really good. this is my backwards photo running. I'm developing this. <laughs> it's going to lead to disaster one of these days. And there's the fountain. This is all of us and the fountain, he says, ambitiously trying to get that photo. I should have bought my special, I've got a special lens for these situations. Fountain, there's a fountain. There it is, you're waving, there's a cunt. I nearly got the net, it's just Paul, just Paul on the tree. <laughs> <laughs> See, you could also give me some tips on the old running photographer. <laughs> I have a but special lens which I forgot today, actually. Which you're fundamentally less haggard than us, which helps. No, not at all. Not at all. I just apply all the filters. <laughs> <laughs> so you did your first Isle of Wight then? I did my first around the Isle of Wight in June. Um, and then I did another. And I, I trained, you know, to be... I'm not going to pretend I just waltzed into the mountain. Yeah. I trained very, very hard in that first race. I was very fearful of it because it's such a, you know, it's such a famous, iconic race. And it's yeah. been sort of touted as being incredibly tough. Um, and then I did another one, an uh, ultra marathon, called the Pilgrims, which is over two days in the winter. And then my third ultra was um, the marathon this half. So in what way does a, does a training for ultras like differ from training just for, like, for a straight marathon? It doesn't really, to be honest with you. Just the odd really long You just stick, stick a longer one in there. Right. And, you know, my advice would be to do things which you don't, you don't do in a marathon for a marathon training. So... When I first started, it was lots of stopping and starting, which kind of hurts your legs as soon as you yeah. start off. Mm. You know, like when you stop after a marathon, you just 
absolutely. No, I remember training for my first marathon and thinking I was so um, scared of stopping. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember stopping for to cross a road at 16 exactly. miles and thinking I'll never run again. <laughs> and uh, you've got to get past that. So you just slow it down a little bit, and then you survive to sort of stop starting, um, and then also um, eating, which is crucial in ultras. Not the reason why I like it is that you uh, you have to practice. Eating, you know, you can't really get through an ultra gels alone. You're going to need. So what, yeah, yeah. Solid stuff, what stuff do you eat? <laughs> so, now this is. And how do you eat? So this is very much personal preference. Right. Um, it's a bit of an experiment. It's you know, I still. Big Mac. Bit, well, no, I have. I did actually. <laughs> you kind of have to experiment with foods which you want. So literally, it is like kids' party food. So. Yeah. Sandwiches. Yeah. Nuts. I eat crisps. Um, and then funny face biscuits. Yeah, biscuits. Yeah, biscuits. <laughs> Smiley faces. Smiley faces. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's anything you feel like. You crave anything yeah. your body craves. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. for well, a, from a hundred miler, at mile thirty four, my friend bought me some chips from the chip shop, and then at mile sixty eight, <laughs> I had a Domino's waiting for me. <laughs> and then at two am, I ate a pot noodle. So <laughs> yeah. it's, um, That's fantastic. It's do, do you eat whilst good. physically running, or do you sit? Do you, do you no, run? I don't. So um, no, I just tend to uh, slow it right down, right. brisk walk whilst I eat, and then okay. keep going. I mean, sometimes you can stop. I had to stop to fill up the pot noodle. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> That, I, had to, I had to stop to his car to down the go. Yeah, and you probably didn't have a kettle, with you? <laughs> no. That's to wait by the kettle, just see him. Just, just. So there's, a, there's these amazing things. Another, um, another great way to break down these long runs is uh, to have, in the races, they have things called checkpoints. And they're, you know, they can be about every six miles or so. Yeah. And there you get a friendly face, somebody from the race to make sure you're okay. They very often have water, sometimes hot water, yeah. and lots of food. Right. So well, this kind of helps you break it down. You well, know, if so you run marathons and half marathons, you, you get to a point where you think, oh, I might need a carb gel, or, you know, I'm counting yeah. the miles and counting the kilometres. It's yeah. like you really deeply, you stretch out that concept, don't you? So, yeah, now you're, so your stopping point is is miles further on, but you're yeah. still looking forward to it. And when you get there, you've got, it's all a little bit, and you've got to, you have, you're not just running, you're living on the, on it, the trail. It, it is, it really is, and you have to kind of be very um, on top of the eating. And the problem which I have, and this gets me in big races, this has got me a few times, is that it sounds like, you know, oh great, loads, loads of food, but I really struggle to eat when I'm running. I'm yeah. surprised, because it kind tough. of closes your stomach down it a does. little bit. Yeah, it? yeah. It does, and you've got to kind of, um, so the 100 miler, for example, is um, it's just a battle against with your head and your stomach. And as long as you can keep those two things going and your legs moving forward, you'll do it. You know, it's uh, very much trying to keep on top of the... Yeah. So you must be no ultra-determined, I mean, in terms of, like, do you have any sort of mantras? Or, I mean, how do, you, how do you keep going? Oh, how, do you go, how do you go through that, like, 75 miles in and everything wants to stop? Yeah. And Hungry and you're blistered and your feet are swollen and you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know exactly what you mean. So, um, I never stand at the start line thinking, "Am I going to do this?" I am always resolute in my mind. I'm will finish. You know, so that's right. why it took me a long time to decide to do a hundred miler because. So your focus is the finish. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> focus is the finish. I just tell myself I can do it, um, and then I have a sort of, I have lots of uh, an arsenal of positive thoughts which I bring, bring out. out. You know, right, I think okay. about. I think about the finish line, I think about Sorry, the medals. Sorry, look at these herons. <laughs> Rob's good. really into birds. Is that one Pretty yeah. smart. You don't run out here, Rob. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. But you've got to run at them and scare them. Yeah. Scare the birds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's about, 
Because there must have been, was there ever a moment when you were first doing that? Because we know your CV and what you've done. But did you ever think, did you do the 100 mile at any moment thinking, yeah, no, I'm not doing this the, in my the life? The first one, no, because I was like, this is happening, I'm doing this, this is happening. Yeah. So I did it. The second one, I was actually, um, which is where it can become a little bit more like that sort of tough marathon, yeah. where I was actually going for a particular time, All and right. I was running against the clock, and um, a couple of, I mean, I spent maybe about 25 miles thinking, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, what's the point, you know? I was in quite a negative headspace. Right, yeah. And then the subsequent 20 miles, whatever, to the end, I was like, I knew I was going to do it, and actually it felt a lot easier. Yeah, So yeah. it's, um, it's, I can't really... But also I think that's a, that's, a, that's a, aside from all the physical nature of the thing, that's a psychological skill, to reset and to be able to think, yes. well, I'll make it now yes. for 20 miles. Yes. You know, some people would just hold on to that, I'm not going to make it, down, well, so. it to it the happens, very last moment. Yeah. Well, it happens in any race, you know, sometimes you, you'll know this, you're running 10k, and you'll be thinking, this is ridiculous, I can't do this. Yeah. Because, you know, and then actually, half a mile from the end, you're like, ah, I feel all right again. Yeah, and it's yeah. exactly the same. It's just over a slightly longer distance. Yeah, yeah. You just you know, so you go through the same emotions and you'd be in a marathon, mile 14, thinking I've got so far to go and da da da. Then your head finds a more positive space and you can, you can you, you find the energy. And then, of course, going. you're talking about your dominoes and stuff, but when you start looking at the marathon, Basab and beyond, you're not just talking about running, you're talking about carrying the stuff you've got to you, you've got to yeah. carry a tent yeah plan your you don't carry the tent for that one you carry you carry all your sleeping gear all your food right um compulsory oh, they do tents for you oh, it's, well, it's not really a tent it's more like a <laughs> it's more like a shelter it's not like a blanket on a stick it's a bit rubbish to be honest <laughs> with, but it's not really sure. and it's desert basically you're in, the, you're in the middle of nowhere there's nothing you can't use your phone there are no shops you know there's nothing you have everything to survive in your bag and you're not <laughs> yeah. allowed Wow. Anything. The uh, um, American, my uh, old family friends, went on a cruise to the South Pole with wouldn't have liked it. They got to the South Pole and uh, they were invited to kind of go off the boat and go and look at some penguins. And uh, this guy said, will there be a retail opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So no, uh, no, no, no gift shop, no? See, I told you there wouldn't be a gift shop on the marathon. Just so. You go all that way and there's no gift shop. <laughs> Gutted. So does, it, does the sand just get everywhere? I'm obsessed yeah. with this sand. Thing. Yes, so the sand, you wake up and it's in your mouth and you have no idea how it's got in your mouth because you're <laughs> buried in a sleep bag. But the, um, there's a bit of a misconception that you're just, it's the whole thing is through sand dunes. It's, it's about 150, 160 kilometres over six days and about 20% of it is sand dunes. Okay. And then the rest of it is um, quite hard underfoot right. rocks. Some things called jebels, which are like mountains in the desert. Wow. Um, I thought they were little rodents. No, running gerbils, over gerbils for yeah. about thirty kilometres. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not. I mean, the sand does get everywhere, but um, it's kind of in the air. Right. It's up your nose. It's yeah. in your eyes. That sounds like that. Very fine sand. That sounds really hard work, and the heat. The heat is is the thing actually, which is the thing to be most wary of, I would yeah. say. It's a thing that people drop out with the most, I'd say. Well, I think that there's a fundamental... Uh, there is a thing, as, as a runner, I do think that we have slightly... Um, you know, there's primal things we don't know, like... It's very hard. You often see people mess up with the heat on just a basic run. They think, well, this is this distance, and I should be fine. Yeah. And then the temperature comes up, and they don't hydrate enough, and then they fall yes. over, and they don't know why. That's it, and they don't know why. And, and that's on a half marathon or whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you get, when you when you register, you have a sort of day in the desert, an admin day, where they check your kit, they check you've got your safety kit, they wear your bag, yeah. um, all these things. And then there's doctors are there, and they, and they give you 
hydration salts and they instruct yep. you how to take them and it's very important that you take them yeah. as instructed because people yeah. don't and then they get heat stroke and then they're out of the race yeah that's that so the heat is um, and I've seen people with the most appalling injuries <laughs> finish so you just got really you, that puppy loved puppy. you that puppy came to see you oh, no. do you know I've got a puppy I got a puppy last week oh did you oh fantastic good lovely you. that's good you won't have to awesome. nick that one then <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine you've just got you've got sort of uber slowly for most ultras kind of the people skip um, off kind of thing. Uh, yeah, everybody. What's your tactic? So, depending on the race, yeah. depending on the distance. If it's a shorter one, then I'll just try and measure against a marathon expectation. For example, if it's a 50k. Right. Um, if it's, but it, it's really hard because it depends on the terrain. A lot of them, you know, it's very mixed terrain. Yeah. So a 50 miler. You know, it could be a really hilly one or it could be a reasonably flat one. Right. But always, 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 don't go off too hard. Everybody goes off too hard. Yeah. I always go off too hard. <laughs> I try to tell myself not to. Because the start of races are such fun, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's you're full of fitness. It's yeah. intoxicating, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. this fitness. Right. All of those things. But so our multi-stages in particular. Multi-stages are ones over which a few are days. over a few days. And so I always take day one as a warm-up and... Never ever worry too much about the results. Yeah, I like because <laughs> that's so. That's so. That's really interesting way for us to get into the mindset. The idea that a thirty-mile run is basically it's a warm-up. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> and then, aside started, from sandy sleeping bags, where what is that headspace when you're between runs on a multi-stage oh, race? It's fantastic. You're in a kind of bubble with yeah. like-minded people, and it's all about the race. It's all about the running. There's a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. Um, it's and great. Stay <laughs> out, go out to the casino. Well, some people do go to the pub, uh, not enough to start in, yeah. in some of the uh, UK ones I've done. Wow. I've just come back from uh, probably the, big, the, the, the toughest, the jungle. Yeah, the toughest <sighs> thing I've ever done, ever. That was a multi-stage race in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's really about that. That sounds that's incredible. incredible. So how far was it? 230k? 230k. Yeah. Similar setup, you have to carry... You're sleeping, get your hammock and that, but you're in, you're in the jungle, and uh, I don't. I've heard it's jungle. rough in the jungle, in the jungle, rough in the jungle, in the jungle, <laughs> jungle, jungle, jungle. Sorry. <laughs> it was, it was horrible. Yeah. It was so tough. It was so tough. Just. Didn't you set off with your husband though? I did. I set off with my husband and. Blessing me, had a tough time, didn't they? He had a terrible time. He had a terrible, terrible time. We'd done lots of um, intensive heat training um, in a heat chamber, but he um, he just got really, really unwell. Oh, my gosh. And was being treated by the doctors for about nine hours. Um, oh, so it was quite goodness. distressing. Yeah, and then I was goodness. like, well, I'm not doing it then. If you're not doing it, I'm not doing it. You know, I can't do this by myself. Because the idea was to sort of stick together. That's right. You, you were saying about that sort of mutual support and having someone to do it with. So if yeah. the person you're with goes down hard it's, that's it was, yeah, I was by myself and I was, it was quite a frightening environment for me because I'm not great bugs um, there's a lot of weird noises in the jungle yeah 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 um, so yeah physically what are the issues you've got actual jungle like plants oh it's horrible you've got ascent and descent I mean you started high didn't you we started at 12,000 foot so I was like oh brilliant the altitude's not affected me as I was walking around yeah. as soon as I sort of started to run I thought I was going <laughs> to have a heart attack yeah 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 um, and then it just the terrain was just Ridiculous. There was lots of runnable bits, but then there were lots and lots of river crossings, which were oh, difficult because you've got a rucksack on your back. And, you know, it was up to my chest Everything in part. Wet, right? And the risk of, risk of sort of being eaten by animals yes. and stuff as well. You could get eaten. I mean, they were going, oh, watch out for the caiman, you know, and the uh, river. And you're like, great, thanks. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, yeah. And were you on your own for long periods yes. running? That's yeah. so scary. And when you say long periods, scary. like how far, how long? Um, four or five hours. Oh, God. 
Um, and then actually, you're probably not actually that far away from somebody, but you just can't see them because you're yeah, in yeah. the jungle. Crossing back uh, out of the back of uh, Regent's Park, which frankly looks like the single least um, harsh environment I've ever seen anyway, <laughs> particularly in the context of track, compared though. to your... Look at that. That's the toughest um, section of the Jungle Ultra. <laughs> that would just kill you running around that, wouldn't it? <laughs> and past the zoo. It's very lucky on my lunch. I run around here in Regent's Park in my lunch. Yeah. Right. And if I'm lucky, you get, it's, it's good. you get to see the giraffes, you get to see the camels. It's quite nice. It's quite good. So yeah, did yeah, you yeah. do that in preparation for the jungle as well? Yes. Like I didn't do much. <laughs> I was a bit... Um, <laughs> yes. Get up close and personal with yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. animals. <laughs> Actually, I saw the wild dogs just in that in that in that enclosure, just there above the canal, and I'd just seen the yeah, program on telly. Sorry about all the stopping. You said that no, stopping no, is I good. Like it. Good training. <laughs> it's good but, uh, training. But yeah, those wild dogs—they, uh, you know, they'll sort of like pick out a wildebeest and then chase it, and the yeah. wildebeest, and they run the wildebeest down to the wildebeest yeah. tires. Yeah. And that will take maybe ten days. Yeah. And then they get to eat. <laughs> Well, so this so I, quite I, had similar, really. I had a similar strategy for uh, the jungle ultra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not the slowest person here. As long as I can outrun one of us, then I'm going to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so you know, you say about running ultras and not running particularly uh, fast, but you, but you are fast. Well, you know, I'm you. Okay, I mean, it's it, it's. Uh, well, where were you placed in that jungle ultra? I was third lady. Yeah, yeah. But so. there wasn't a huge. There wasn't a huge. Huge amount of people, but I actually did. I did quite well in the overall standing, so I was, I was pleased. And um, yeah. for the marathon de Saab, the second time I went back to do it, I did it. I wanted to do it to race. I wanted to do it. Without Let's just fear. take a moment with that. Twice she did it, then she went back. She did it again. <laughs> and I went back just to see what would happen if I wasn't so fearful of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I thought oh, I'm going to push it. I've got the medal. Nothing to prove. And um, I was really. I just had a great race, and I managed to get finished with the elites. And Amazing. So I did. And again, that, this I is did, a, I'm so pleased. This is a little lesson into your psychology that when you've got nothing to prove, that's when you take it up a gear well, and hit it harder. Yeah, well, I think you know you must all get this. When you finish a race, sometimes you kind of analyse and think, oh. Oh, I feel quite good at now. Maybe I should have yeah. pushed a little bit more. Absolutely, I had that. I didn't have that last time in London, but the time before, I kind of exactly. skipped in. And you spend two minutes thinking, oh, "I feel great," and then, thinking, and then oh, you spend the rest of time thinking, "Yeah, I could have spent that." It's like getting home from holiday and finding you've got thirty quid in the local currency. Yeah, in back ah, I should have spent it. Oh, Damn it! But then you did that. Uh, the 12-hour world record on the treadmill. Oh, yeah, so listen, was that this an attempt on the world record? World record. Was, Guinness yeah. world record. That must be quite stressful. Do you know what? What happened? That Again, that came about by accident. I was... Um, I was just helping. You're down the gym. You think I'll do 20 minutes <laughs> before you know it. Can't you turn the machine off. Got way late watching TV. No, I was helping a friend, um, sports scientist. He's doing research into ultra runners. It's not that well researched, and he was looking into psychology and watching what we eat. Um, and as part of that, we had to run uh, 50 miles on a treadmill yeah. as an experiment. And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Thinking not too much of it, hopped on, ran it, had quite a good day chatting, yeah. and hopped off, and then... Um, and how so long did that take, 50 miles on a treadmill for you? took me about seven hours, 50. Right. <laughs> and then he... Uh, so yeah, so I did all right. It's up to you. You're going to make go? me run up you a hill now. No, you need it. You've got to go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just turned uh, up Primrose Hill. But if you're a Primrose Hill, you've got to go up Primrose you gotta Hill. You've got to go up it. You can't keep skirting around it. And so uh, that was it. We did the experiment. I felt quite good. And then somebody pointed out that if I'd kept going, I would have broken the world record. And I was like, that's impossible. I'm 41. You know, you don't. <laughs> and it turns out that not many attempts were made on it. And you need an awful lot to keep 
Guinness happy to get it verified. Okay. And together with Kicks University, um, we put it together. I'm finding out a breath running up the Yeah, yeah, sorry, we're making you talk. <laughs> and uh, together we put together, hatched a plan to give it a go. Yeah. Got this like 20 page dossier from Guinness of all the rules I had it's to It's good about. to know that they set the rules. Oh, it's so so on, you know, I imagine sort of you've got a pretty decent treadmill to start. A treadmill which uh, has to be calibrated, right. one that doesn't stop. I wasn't allowed to touch the treadmill at any stage. <laughs> yeah. Even with your feet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been magic, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, had to have independent witnesses. We could only sit there for four hours. And before you got on, what's the mess there? So you'd done 50 miles, you'd done yeah. it in seven hours. That was it. And what was the record you're going for? A dead distance uh, so in 12 hours? Uh, beyond the official one was 60. Yeah. And there was a unofficial one. Oh, I can't remember now. I can't remember. Is that bad? Significantly more, like 66 yeah. or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And I was going for, so judging by my running ability, yeah. I was going for about 74, 75. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and just to, uh, <laughs> listeners are going to have to do their own maths, but 70 miles in 12 hours, you're not, it's not a, a jog, you're, you're putting no, in the pace. No, it's not. I mean, I'm not the fastest ultra runner. I'm not the fastest girl out there. I know, I can read off heaps of ladies who are way, way cooler and faster and fitter than me. Um, but I had a go and I, uh, yeah, it was, it was actually exactly your point. I got on the treadmill and then an hour, I just knew it was going to be horrendous. Because yeah. you know, you just have on those days where it's just not a good run day. Right, it was okay. not a good run day. Should have got yeah, to yeah. I was having a bad run day and the pressure started to really get to me. Yeah. I was streaming it live and in oh. the end like 3,000 people and I had <laughs> oh, like, messages from all over the world yeah, and, yeah. Like, and one of the rules is that it had to be open to the public yeah. and so people, I don't know how, were coming in <laughs> and everyone was going to say, oh, days of the internet. I know. They said, oh, we're going to go and have a look at this. And then I was doing this kind of and fake, like, like, can you sod off? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that sort of fake, like, yeah, oh, I love it, love running, woo. And then inside I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. I mean, I don't like, I hate running on a treadmill. Yes, yeah, so do I. I find it like just like it's really hard work you do five minutes you think this feels good and then you just start to obsess about the machine the wall not having yeah. anything new to look at exactly so that that was actually my undoing um i uh i got motion sickness from not having any depth of field to look at yeah yeah and i was, I was very sick towards the end um for the last sort of four hours were just right. Just had a surly struggle. gesture from a man yeah. with a can of Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. He wanted somebody. He, he wanted his share of the park. He wanted. He wanted us to not run at him. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. as we came up to this, incredibly, we've run up Primrose. His selfie get time, a photo. guys. Yeah, yeah. We've run. That was quite good actually, because we came along past the top of Primrose Hill and then get hooked back on ourselves. And this is this is the best view of London. There's no two ways about it. Here's the view without us in it. View to enjoy. And. Uh, Yes, let's selfie it up. Susie's trying to set up something really clever. No, I haven't got the right lens with me today. Oh, really? uh, Don't worry, Susie's good at the photos. <laughs> right, now let me get the three of us and London. Okay, I'm going to do a timed shot, guys. Oh, okay. oh, what, what face do you want? Because Paul always here. turns. Do you want us here? Yeah, Which way? let me, uh, that's it, keep going. Look for your face. That's it, about there. Nice, timed Nine. shot. Eight, I can't see it. I feel like this is a movie poster. I think we should. Okay, do. we need forward. to become a crime fighting team. Any London between my legs? <laughs> we have to do it again. Just do, I was doing. I think we could fight crime. Like <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> Angels, except Eight. with Eight. a couple of old blokes instead of two of the angels. 
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nice. Good. I like that. You see, when you're Dramatic. in the jungle, you, you you don't want to get that photo wrong, do you? Because you'll end up. I just uh, I I bought my camera deliberately. I decided to keep the weight yeah. to take a camera to get photos, and right. I just didn't care. My turn, everybody, about. and this is us on Primrose Hill surfing up. Uh, sweet. <laughs> so yeah, but you have to carry on running now. Yeah, I need to work. And straight down the hill. Let's go. Let's go. Let's so you got it. your so talk us through the end. You you managed to get through the motion sickness, and you got your record. You could run to my work if you like. Yeah, we'd like to do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good photo at the front. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, well, <laughs> it was just horrendous. So I was doing this kind of fake bravado because of the cameras, and and then and then there was no the lyrics Lou. This is a bit grim. The lyrics Lou is actually sort of had a. No, no, you've got to tell us because uh, <laughs> I've read the blog. The bucket to go is a to key. The it was the bucket, wasn't it? That was the bucket, your... basically. So the lyrics Lou was, was like, yeah, maybe about sixty meters away. It's like I'm not doing that. If somebody the Lou. So I was a bucket in a cupboard, and uh, <laughs> and and it got it was too low, and I got to the point where it was really hard to get to bend down and my <laughs> darling husband was kind of with me we got closer that day and every time say. I set foot in the cupboard I was going I can't do it it's too hard there's too many people watching and he was like you're fine you're fine get back I was just going to say so one of your requirements for Guinness is that strangers are allowed to watch you going to a back in the cupboard basically <laughs> everybody knew Yes, it was, uh, it was not the most dignified of, uh, of things I've ever done. But Is it ever, though? But yeah. I, I, I knew I was going to break it, but what happened was that about, from about 50 miles onwards, I, um, it, was, it was Herculean. I, I was well off pace. I dropped off, and then it became clear that I wasn't going to make 70 miles, right. which was a bit disappointing. And then it became a sort of race against actually beating the unofficial be world right. record, you know, because I wanted to make it official. And, what a stressful time. It was so stressful. <laughs> but also, <laughs> it's, that, it's that thing, is it, like you were saying about how you... It's a shame because you want to be positive and you don't necessarily want to count off miles or, or look at times. It was impossible. But psychologically, you got the world record, right? And everyone said, look at you, you got the world record, it's fantastic. And you come away thinking, yeah, oh, but I, I wish I'd, I'd done 70. I should have, no, I should have, <laughs> I like, could have. It was my yeah, ability. Yeah. It was I didn't fulfil my ability, which was annoying. But you know what? I broke a world record. 
41 years old. I'm happy with that. It'll get yeah. broken. It's not Good luck, you know. It's, it's, I've, I've done it and it was a great experience. And also, if you look at those extremes, you know, desert, jungle, treadmill <laughs> and bucket. What the hell are you going to do next? What? Run 100 miles in a plastic bubble. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm always on the lookout. I'm always yeah, on the lookout. Yeah, it's orbit across it's orbit. Uh, Antarctica. <laughs> um, just, just, I'm just spitballing here. It's ultra one of those things where you can get a bit faster or maintain levels yes. as you get older. Do you know what? It's actually, um, statistically, older older people do well at it, especially older ladies. Yeah. I don't know, this slightly the Eleanor psychology. Adams did really well, didn't she? Did you have heard of Eleanor Adams? <laughs> She's a female ultra settler to world, world records. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, so in her early 50s. So this is it. So yeah. this is it. Um, you know, in your sort of 40s, you're actually, you can do really well at that. And, and, and everybody told me you can't be fast and run ultras. And that, you know, I, I don't believe that to be true. At first, it's hard. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think you can find a, find a balance. So... By the um, way, we're just about to go past my bike. Came oh, by bike today. That lady so in a way, I'm kind of yeah. It's my wife's yes, bike, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl's bike. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, so is in it, a way, is it, whoa. Stop. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. It's all right. I think that was on a red light. No, I think it was. Yeah. Someone was at fault, but it was probably us. Yeah, probably us. Probably us. Yeah, yeah. But it really, it's training, isn't it? You've got to deal with all the hardships. You know, <laughs> getting run over by scooters. <laughs> I just say, if I meet an untimely end, it'll be whilst that running, not looking at the road. Yeah, probably. exactly. With, with scooters and, and, and running commentary have a long history of excitement. Yeah, I always don't give my husband a bloody heart attack because I do that all the time. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I do actually have one dream race, Yeah. which um, one day I'll get there. Yeah. And that's a race called Badwater Ultramarathon. Through Death Valley. Through Death Valley. Um, I like heat. I like running in this sort of that environment. Yeah. So that's well, that is so that's so hot that well, yeah, your and trainers burst melt. Into flame, your yeah. trainers melt. Yeah, instant yeah. just just burst into flames. Ah, oh, bad so, water. Yeah, yeah bad I've read water. about um, Scott Jurek doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's quite a long way off because you need you need north. It's quite hard to get into, and you need to have vehicles and things. What so about the uh, what about the Great Western States 100? That is also a bucket list. Because that's one that. That looks great, doesn't it? It's that looks right up your alley in terms is, of trails. It, and stuff. it is, it's completely. But, um, so I've qualified. You have to run qualifying races for that. Yeah. Um, right. And I've qualified and entered. Um, oh, good. Got in, which is good, yeah. but um, the races that they want you to do are... Uh, they're, they're not easy ones, obviously. Right. And so it means you have to keep... And then they have a rolling ballot. So after six years of ballot, you're in. And yeah, I right. missed... I did a wrong... I did a 100 mile, which wasn't a qualifying race. Oh, so I've missed a year, so I've got to start again. Oh. <laughs> and then you might not get in, you know. So it means you have to run quite tough races every year, which is good. It's good for you, you know. Yeah. That is obviously, that is a, the original run 100 Run loads of tough races to run a really tough race at the end, but it does look like a, a fantastic race. Oh, it's just iconic. The original 100 miler, the one that is probably the most famous one in the world. And uh, what a race. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. completely envious of anybody that I guess to start off that. It's what a wonderful thing. It does, it does throw a... Little turn around, you know, North London into perspective, doesn't it? But in a way, I mean, this is what I want to ask you, really, because it is ultimately the same, isn't it? It's all running. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, so it's one of the things... Um, when I run a marathon, um, I'm only ever kind of looking at the ground about a metre and a half in front of me and focusing on my time or, you know... But when I do an ultra, I'm just bimbling along and, you know... And you can pass through some... 
nice areas and it distracts you. Yeah. Pass through some towns like this. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's all rubbing. Yeah. Does, and um, uh, how it, you enjoy my environment more. Does it get... Because well, obviously I... We all love running. When you go for running, you really I enjoy it. I don't like it. I just need, I should confess <laughs> that. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's been a tough year. Apart from Rob. <laughs> and the longer you run, the more you enjoy it. And then you run and you think, I just want to run forever and ever. And obviously you do that. <laughs> I suppose the question is, does, it, does, it, does the mental feeling of sort of relief, enjoyment, sort of meditative kind of rhythm... Does it get better the longer you go? That's what I'm uh, saying. No. Or does it, does it Not for me. It parallel out and get more painful? It depends because it, it depends. Some days I'll be running along and I'll be in a really difficult race and really far into it. Yeah. And I'll think, oh, this is, I just can't. Why am I doing this? And then you turn a corner and there's a wonderful view and you know, you're with a group of people and you're just silently gotcha. running together. And it's just wonderful. Excuse me? No. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> He's old. Old, old bloke. <laughs> old bloke not having um, it. That was quite a fun road crossing. Yeah. And then at other times, um, like anything, like any race, I'm out running and I, you know, I don't want to go out. It's raining. It's horrible outside. And I go out running. But ultimately, ultimately at the end of everyone I've ever done, I've come in, I've taken my trainers off, and I've always been glad I've done it. It's so, never like, that yeah, was yeah. a rubbish one. Yeah, even the worst thing, ones, yeah. so just, I'm so glad I've made pleases it. To, pleases me to hear that you still have bad running oh, days, God. though. Because you, you did Berlin last, uh, last year, didn't you? Oh, I did, yeah. You, well, you had a good time, yeah? I had a good time, well, yeah. It was a little bit of pressure on that one, because I told everybody I was going to go for a PB. Yeah. And then, so, I had to go for a PB. I did, did you I, get one? I did, yeah, I did. What is that PB? It was a uh, 3.23. Yeah, I went to Berlin last year in quest for a PB. Did you? How did the uh, race figure out? I wasn't. I didn't have. I wasn't in a happy place. <laughs> but I was pretty fit. Yeah. And then I got to about, I suppose, thirty. Well, thirty beyond thirty k between thirty and thirty-five. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, sod it. Hate this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that happens. I stopped running. You stopped running. Yeah, yeah. So that is that. Ha- that's happened to me. I've been running, not in a race, in a training. I've been like, oh, this is horrible. And then before I've even thought <laughs> twice, I started walking. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then you start running again. And yeah. What is going on? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we all get those. But with a marathon, you've got the kind of... Oh, you can't stop you, in a marathon, can well, you? No, but you've got that stress about about pace. Yeah. Which you don't have with the ultras, do you? Never. The reason why you probably stopped about 35k was... Because you had a pace in mind. Yeah, yeah. and you weren't going to make mean? the pace. And so and you it, go... So you set off and made me fractionally too fast or whatever. Yeah. Too much issue. pressure on the yeah. whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This yeah. is, I think, why the um, world record was particularly tough, because it was very black and white. I was going to break it or I wasn't going to break it. Mm. And then and I did an ultra. And fundamentally, what you, what you were saying on your blog is that you actually can't change pace at all. I mean, it's just stride. <laughs> so stride, 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 so stride. Like, yeah, exactly. So like we're running here, and actually we're running a minute mile in a mile, whatever it is. But actually our pace is deviating a lot in that within that mile. Yeah. yeah. So on a treadmill, it was just, I think my whole pace in 12 hours fluctuated by less than a minute, 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah. You it's know, kind of a few inches just forward and a few inches back on down. the treadmill. It was, and uh, that was agony. <laughs> I remember when I was starting out and I was listening to music. And uh, I still listen to music, but I was listening to, you know, thinking, oh, this beat will help. And I was listening to some song that went, it went, boom, 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 just at that pace. And I locked into it, I thought, this is great, boom, 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 like that. And then within, within about 20, 30 paces, my legs are completely locked up. Going, don't make us do it exactly like this. Ah! So it's like that only all day long. It for was a all day long. It was and also treadmills like... You're sort of jumping, aren't you? 
Well, does yeah. It jumping? Oh, because obviously <laughs> the, the earth doesn't move beneath us, does it? So we propel ourselves. But yeah. what Paul's saying it's is not, when you did that work record, you weren't really running. I wasn't really no, running. No, I'm saying it's hard. I think I find it harder <laughs> mentally to run on a treadmill. It was. I was trying not to think about any of those things, yeah. which I, I successfully managed to do for a good six hours. Yeah, and the bucket. Don't forget the, the bucket. bucket. The bucket, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of... Oh, God. So in all seriousness, yeah. finally, on the call, yeah. which was tougher, the world record running machine or the 230k in the jungle? Jungle. Jungle, the jungle. Without a shadow yeah. of Because of its frightening Well, I just... Elements. It was... I actually, for the first time ever, I, mean, I knew I could do the treadmill, but for the first time ever in that jungle, I got to a very dark moment where I thought, I can't do this. This is harder than... This is harder than me. I right. can't do it. And I actually wanted to stop and have my number in, but I couldn't because the next place to stop was the finish line. Yeah. So I just had to keep going. It just pushed me through. So you were forced so to. I was Let's forced go. to finish. And then, of course, you finished. Then they had one more day left, and I was like, well, I might as well start and see what happens. And then the same thing happened again. I was like, I can't. I, can't. I was doing a 29-minute mile down at a very, very... It was on the last day, it was like 5,000-foot ascent at about mile 36 oh, in wow. about... In about uh, two miles, it was straight up. Wow. Oh, God. And then straight wow. down. And it was so... Going up was horrific. But weirdly, going down was worse because it was so slippery. Yeah, yeah. And I just kept... Dangerous. Yeah. I was falling dangerous. over about 40 times. And every time I fell over, I was being cut and instantly covered in ants, which were just sticking oh. to me and biting me. It's a torture, oh. isn't it? It's oh. hell. I just kept... I must have fallen over about 30, 40 times. And, you know, and it just took me... I don't know how long to do 3K. It took yeah, me, like, yeah. 5K to me, like, an hour or something. You know, it was just... I thought, oh. I can't, I can't do and this. And this is, you know, anyone who's <laughs> ever running just one through, like, one cloud of midgets is going, oh, God. I was just, yeah, it was this horrendous. Is that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I was completely covered in bites and scratches and bruises. Oh. It's the, the, relief, <laughs> the relief when you finish them, because oh, so it's all about the relief with the marathon, it is. isn't it? When you finish a marathon, it's relief, but when you finish that, it must be oh, incredible sorry. relief. Yeah, and actually, some of the, the heart I found, and maybe this is why I just keep going back and doing it, the harder the rate and the deeper it's pushed me then the bigger the euphoria that's what I mean so at the I'm end sort of yeah. like, you almost oh run those things so that you can stop running don't you it's, it's, it's yeah. the whole purpose of it I'm loving it I'm running yeah. until I stop yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm just amazed that actually I would have probably stopped because I was that beaten up by that race but I couldn't and then I kept going so actually you know I, I, I was amazed that I could keep keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and next time, yourself, though, next time, not saying you have to yeah. be a gun for punishment, but you can never have to go through that door again. Never again. You know, you'll never be in that situation and exactly. not have the knowledge that you could finish it. Exactly, you did. and now I'm so... I can imagine if I come away, haven't given up purely because I was frustrated, yeah. rather than my legs giving up me, that would have been... You'd be <laughs> pretty with upset that would have been yourself. awful, wouldn't it? Also, so, yeah. also, now you've run it once, it's like the disciples, you can go back next time and crack it, can't you? Nah. <laughs> That's alright, I'll, yeah. I'll leave that where it is. Go yeah. and see those ants again. <laughs> hey guys, did you miss me? <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually off to a similar environment, not quite so jungly. off to Costa Rica in February to do I, I own an island off the coast of Costa Rica where we've made living biological specimens. No, wait a minute, that's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the event in Costa Rica? It's a uh, multi-stage ultra. Right. Um, bit of desert, a bit of beach, a bit of hill, a bit of jungle. Oh, so you actually, nicer. we're joking, but you're going back to the well, jungle. Well, not really, because it's not as hard. I don't have to carry all my stuff. They feed us at night and things, so yeah. it's like luxury version There's of still going to be beasts there that are going to feed on you, though. <laughs> and is, uh, is uh, Sean going out, your husband? For that one, no, he's not oh, actually, no. Okay. Has he, he recovered from the he, jungle? He has, and he wants he wants to go back. And I'm like, <laughs> enjoy that bike. Good luck. <laughs> Unfinished business. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll probably go and do a crew, you know. Right, Part yeah. of the crew. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's interesting, isn't it? There's those things that take it up the extra challenge. Like, so running is hard enough, and sometimes just having to stay with the pace or having to deal with. Well, the thing about your jungle ultra was the literal danger of death. Hey, I'm not, know, it was actually. Fear. It was. It's a pretty big disclaimer, but I'm not joking. I thought oh, I can't be that bad. But when I got there, it was worse. It was that bad. <laughs> it was pretty sketchy. Beyond that bad. With the river crossings and some of the falls were pretty treacherous. It's funny yeah. that we're talking about this now because we're just on the ring road, just getting into the heart of London. There's we're at by Great Portland Street Station and there goes a truck full of cars. It's a pretty busy road. This is where we actually run and live. So do you run, what's your weekly mileage then, just as a basic kind of... So about 50. Right. And then I fluctuate it according to... Um, whatever it is I'm doing, so if I'm doing quite a big race, I'll up it a bit. Um, if I don't have any races, which is quite rare, I take it easier on myself right. and I'll do some yoga, you know. So I just keep it ticking over yeah. and then focus it on particular A races. Oh. That's okay. Is that right? was the other phone. All oh, right. That's just the phone for my life. Oh, that's right. I don't, Nothing don't, to worry I about. That. So, yes, yeah, so I don't do huge mileage. Right. And then I try and, I mean, I'm a bit lazy with speed work, but I try and do that, do that once a week, you know. Did you just call yourself lazy again? A little bit. Well, do you know I what? don't it's think the are buying that. It's the truth. I literally, I'm bone idle in between all the running. I literally, <laughs> I will get a lift down one flight. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. that lazy. But being lazy running. between the running is not quite the same as, uh, Yeah, you know. that's why I let myself off. Yeah. I think I'm allowed. You've earned it. I'm allowed to get the lift down one flight to buy Kit Kat. <laughs> I think it's, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, it, it strikes me that it's important to line up for for all races, but probably particularly ultras, raring to go as opposed to overtrained. Yes. Getting yeah. that balance right. Yeah. And slightly undertrained. Yeah. Almost. Well, the, th the thing about ultras, the thing that will get you through, you could train and train and train and train and train, but it's ultimately your head has got to be there. You've right. got to have the belief. And then you will finish. Yeah. yeah. You can be trained as you like, but if you're halfway through, you think, oh, God, oh, you know, this is awful. I'm never going to get through. And if your head gives up on you, then, right. then you know, your legs aren't going to help yeah, you. And coming so. full circle. But I the mean, other way, it can. You can you can talk your legs out of being ridiculously knackered yes. and get them to a finish line. And I think we were both surprised that you didn't come to distance running until sort of later in life. Well, not late in life, but, you know. <laughs> in the autumn of my years. <laughs> as an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as someone who's been a grown-up for a decade, yeah, um, I, th I think that psychologically, I mean, I'm, I'm projecting here, but there's, I think that helps. Yeah. You know, that self-knowledge, knowing who you are and what you want. And yeah, that is definitely, and I think that's a lot to do why, um, I don't know, women of my age do really well. You kind yeah. of go, oh, sorry, I've paid, I'm going to bloody finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you just kind of, you know, you've done a lot and you've got nothing really to... Yeah. It's proof anybody else. You're just doing it for, you, for yourself, really. Well, you must be exhausted with us pushing you and making you is run. This, it? this is work. All this just distance. Behind this okay, it's cool. got a nice front if you want a picture out of it. It's got yeah, a nice yeah, but I want to see body. how far you, 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 we've dragged you yeah. today. We've gone. We go. I do this junction a lot. That's five miles it made you run. Oh, you so sorry. Sods. Will you survive? Yeah, I'll get through my marathon in a couple of days, which I'm not going to be very good at, to be honest, but never mind. What's your next marathon? What are you running on uh, Sunday? So, I normally wouldn't care, but um, it's, I'm part of a relay team for an Ironman, ah. and I'm doing the run, and I'm against my husband's team. Oh. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> Not challenge. that I'm but he's, he's obviously a lot faster than me over a marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what? that'll be a laugh. 
<laughs> but you know, I, I, I ran through the jungle. My legs were tired. Yeah. <laughs> when did you get back then? How? Uh, about three weeks ago. Right. <laughs> so. So you're still recovering from that, really? Probably a little bit. Yeah. I think I'll be okay. I can run. Yeah. I can't run extra. I can't run very fast. I haven't got my pace back. Right. And, and, and um, say, you distance, know, distance. I get to about 50 miles or whatever, and I'm. Gonna and you're doing a marathon. I mean, how often yeah. do you do a marathon? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a bit about. Six a year, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then in training, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. I don't really keep keep too much of a record. To no, be you've honest. got you've, you've got your medals. It's uh, probably quite a big box now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you They're can just melt them down. hanging on a real mirror, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, siren. We've so come into the heart of London. It's brilliant. <laughs> so we just need to get across this road, and there's this huge building Street. on the left. Against the one-way traffic, here comes an ambulance, which is turning off. Let's hope the person inside does fine. Yeah. Is this University College Hospital? That's University College Hospital. Oh, right, okay. That's University College London. Right. What do you do there? So I work, um, I work as an exhibitions manager, so I spent my whole career working in museum and galleries, right. putting on exhibitions, which is great. I enjoy it. Keeps me in trainers, you know. So it fits. It keeps kind of fits you. You're running. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they're um, they're great. We get quite a lot of leave, which is nice. We're here. Oh, brilliant! Oh, that's here we nice. Are. I need to take a picture of you in front of your place of work. It's hard to imagine you doing a job. We just I see know. you running it's off to hard. space. Should we go closer? Yes. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you for running with us today. Let's get a selfie of all of us as well, just for you know, to show, give people the contrast. <laughs> Selfieing. Um, that's my thumb going to be in it. Um, that was really nice. We ran five miles and uh, in I'm about one as well. 50 right. minutes. And um, thank you so much for running with us. What's your Twitter? What's your what It's uh, Susie underscore underscore Chan. Two okay. underscores. Two underscores, yeah. Okay. Susie underscore underscore well, We'll give you a shout when this is going to come out. Please do. Yeah, 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 we'll Susie with an S. S-U-S-I-E. S-U-S-I-E. And, uh, and running commentary is uh, runcompod, and we're on Instagram, and we're also on Facebook, and uh, keep in touch. Awesome. And, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you for having me. That was great. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Get, 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 get